Welcome to the Creative Force Podcast, a podcast all about empowering you to live in your God-given identity and go after the dreams in your heart. I'm your host, Sharon Stark, and every week we'll be having powerful conversations that will combine practical and biblical wisdom for living your purpose. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Creative Force Podcast. I'm here today with Emily Heath. Emily and I first met when we were working together in television, and she just has such a sweet and genuine heart. Welcome to the show, Emily. Can you share with the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I am 28 years old. I've been married for about seven years, and I'm a mom to a toddler. She's two and super sweet. Yeah. (laughs) And then we're actually expecting our second baby in uh, January, the end of January. So that's been a new adventure as well. I graduated from high school in 2013 and moved straight to Colorado to attend Karis Bible College for three years. And while I was there, I was working for Andrew Walmack Ministries. Um, I worked in their prayer and customer service phone line, as well as eventually working for the TV department. And I would travel and film and edit stories, which is where I worked with Sharon, which was an awesome season. So um, after I became a mom, I decided it was time to focus on motherhood and stay home and because that was always kind of been on my heart. It's been a desire of mine. So I resigned and I've just been at home with my daughter and helping my husband with ministry as well. I let's see what else. (laughs) I've always kind of been an entrepreneur. I would pretend to start businesses like even when I was a kid. I love to write books (laughs) Um, and like create websites and that kind of thing. I love hospitality and designing spaces and making places beautiful. Um, And something I've been like kind of thinking about lately and I've read a few books about is radical hospitality and just how Jesus was able to change so many lives like around a table and just hosting people and and eating with them and and just being with them, you know, and being that person to just invite people in no matter where they were at in their lives. So that's just something I've been thinking about lately and trying to implement more in my life. But yeah, I'm, I'm, there's a lot I could go into. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're so simple. creative and you have so many talents. So there is oh, a lot to you. <laughs> <laughs> and so today we're going to be talking about navigating change. And change can be something that is really scary for a lot of people, um, something that people can kind of fear. And I don't know, some people, they they're not scared of it, but it can be hard if like a lot of changes happen at once. Mm -hmm. Can you just share with us your story going back in time when you and your husband first um, stepped out into the venture of starting an Airbnb? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Well, I'll go back even farther if that's okay. okay. Yeah. Um, So like growing up, I was the oldest child. I kind of just always felt like I had to carry a lot on my shoulders. And so I would just always feel like if something went wrong, I kind of had to fix it just like, and so that's kind of carried into my adult life. Like just that feeling of carrying the burden, carrying the anxiety, being in control when it comes to like fixing things, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. And I feel like that's something that God has really worked with me on um, is just like letting go of that anxiety and giving it to him. And so anytime change comes in my life or the lack of it, like, cause sometimes, you know, we want change to happen and it doesn't look possible. I just feel like God has shown me more and more through those things 
that it's not up to me to carry that burden and to carry that anxiety. And going back, like in my early marriage, me and Micah were working for the ministry. You know, I had this desire to be a stay-at-home mom for as long as I can remember. And I remember like this really hard day where I was editing a a video and I was already feeling kind of stressed. And I just realized like, why am I stressed right now, Lord? Like, why is this something that's just, you know, why is this such a hard day, such a hard season? And I realized like I was carrying this burden of realizing that, you know, me and Micah, we didn't have anything other than a ministry degree. You know, there Mm -hmm. wasn't anywhere for us to go. And like, this was like the first time I can remember just like realizing this is not my burden to carry. Like I've been carrying this and there's nothing I can do about it. Wow. And I remember sitting there and just saying, Lord, I give this to you. Like this seems like an impossible situation, but I give this anxiety to you. You're going to make this work. Nothing in the natural seems like we could, you know, like I could stay home. We could make enough money, but yeah, I just give this anxiety and this burden to you and I'm not going to carry it anymore. And like, I'm not even kidding within a week opportunities were just like popping out of nowhere for different um, career options, you know, like something that Micah had never done before, never had any experience before in um, it just like popped out of nowhere for him to be able to go into this completely different career path. And within a year or two, it was like completely possible for me to stay home. And the Airbnb plays into that as well. God's really used that to provide for us. What you're saying there is so good because I mean, that's something that I've really struggled with too, is just like wanting to like control situations and control everything. Mm -hmm. And I've actually been listening to Joseph Prince's book. I don't know if you've heard it. Um, I want to say it's Live the Let Go Life is the title. Mm -hmm. And he literally talks about that in his book. He talks about when when we are specifically worrying in a specific area, it kind of like just blocks like the flow in that area. And basically when you can let go and give it to God, like you're going to see things happen. And that's exactly what happened like in your testimony. It's like, as soon as you let that go, you saw like God's like grace flowing in that area. That's really powerful. Yeah. And, and how the Bible tells us not to worry. Like it's a command. I realized that too, like Jesus says, do not worry. That means when we worry, it's literally sin. Like, and that's crazy because like, and I don't mean like get in condemnation that you're sinning, but like, it's crazy that like worrying feels like such a noble thing to do in the natural, you Mm -hmm. know, carrying Mm -hmm. all of that. And it's literally the, it's going against the very command Jesus gave us because he does not want us to worry. He wants us to to succeed. And I think that one of the biggest things we can do when we're going through change or we want to see change is just to let go of that control and to put our focus on God, to let him give us peace and to know, like to know God, to know his nature is for us to succeed. When we know that we don't have to be in control. We don't have to feel like we have to fix everything and we can just watch him work in our lives. And so I started there because I feel like that's just been a pattern in my life over and over again. Um, And as soon as I know that I'm, you know, getting to that place of extreme stress, I realize, okay, wait a minute here. You're doing it again. Like you don't have to control this. Yeah. It's just, you know, I try to remind myself because we're all growing, you know, it's just a constant thing I'm growing in, but I'll get to the Airbnb stuff now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But um, I've always kind of had a passion for interior design. Um, And so starting an Airbnb was more than just like having a property and hosting people and making money. Like it was never for the money. It was always for 
just because it seemed like an exciting thing to do. Um, I wanted to design a really cozy, fun space, a place like that I would want to go on vacation to. Um, So it was just kind of a dream in the very back of my mind for several years. Um, And then in 2019, I believe, maybe it was 2020. Yeah, it was the beginning of 2020. Um, I was just sitting down and just like thinking about the things I wanted to learn that year, the things I wanted to accomplish. And all of a sudden I felt like something, probably the Holy Spirit told me like, write down that you want to be an Airbnb host. And like, we had just bought a house like two years prior. We were not thinking about buying another house right now. We weren't even in a position to do that. So it was kind of still something that was like, okay, this probably won't happen this year, but like, this will be one of my goals for the future. Sure. I'll write it down. And I I wrote down, I'm going to be an Airbnb host. And literally a month later, um, I, I just felt like I should look at houses for fun. I do that all the time anyway, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I just like pulled up Zillow and I started looking for houses that were for sale. And one had just popped up that day. That was this really cool octagon house built like up in the trees, in the mountains, super unique. And so even though we weren't like in a position to buy a house, we're like, okay, we need to go look at this because this is, this doesn't come along every day. So we contacted our realtor and went and looked at it that day. Um, Cause if you know anything about the housing market, you have to move really quickly. Especially <laughs> in Colorado. <laughs> yes. Um, and it had snowed that day, like about a foot. So we we pull up this crazy driveway. It's got a really steep driveway. And, but it was just like so magical, um, like walking up to the house and there's just snow all over everything. It looked like Narnia (laughs) and we just loved this house so much. And so we ended up putting in an offer. We knew like would be a huge step because we'd have to like essentially move into the house during renovations, rent out the house we were currently in that we had just finished making our home because of the loan we could get. And So yeah, we put in an offer because we knew this was an amazing opportunity and we actually ended up being the second offer. So we um, we were a little bit too late, but we ended up being the second backup offer for over two months. The the seller was like giving those people many chances. He was very nice, (laughs) Um, but their loan kept falling through and everyone told us like, there's no way you're going to get this house. Um, It's just not going to happen. Like you're a backup offer. It's been, you know, you've been a backup offer for two months. I've never seen this happen. And I just, I, I knew that like, this was our house. I knew that we just needed to not let go of it. And so, you know, and we weren't interested in, you know, just buying any house anyway. So we weren't going to keep looking, you know, so we just, we just waited. And then we got the call on like Memorial day that we had got the house that our backup offer was accepted, uh, which was really exciting. Very exciting. Uh, yeah. And I mean, there was, there were some things in there, like there were definitely some days in there of a lot of stress <laughs> and just like practicing once again, giving that to the Lord, but just knowing from the beginning that this property was a blessing from God, that we were never supposed to get it in the first place. Um, and I mean, we were supposed to get it, but like in the natural, it didn't look like we were going to get it. And just knowing like God made that happen for us. And so like this property has just been a testimony of that over and over again, just seeing him work when things felt impossible. Like when we were in the process of buying it, we were under contract. All the insurance companies were telling us we would have to cut down every tree within 10 feet of the house. Or they oh my goodness. I didn't know so, that. Like, yeah. So like several things almost fell through because of it. And just, you know, choosing to give all of that to the Lord 
really helped in that season. But eventually we found an insurance company that would insure it just the way it was. They were like the only ones. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it all worked out. It's awesome because this was like this Airbnb, guys, it is gorgeous. It's called the Treehouse in Cascade, correct? Yes. <laughs> and it is absolutely beautiful. And it's it's cool because like this is such a testimony of how God like provided for you and met the desires of your heart. But it still required a lot of work from you guys. And it still required you guys navigating a lot of change and being willing participants in what, in, what God was doing in your guys' life. And then also at that time, you became a mother, correct? Yes. You want to share with us about that too? <laughs> yeah. So because of the loan we got, we had to move into the house um, during renovations. We did all the renovations ourselves. Um, a month after we bought the house, I became pregnant. And so that like it ended up, the renovations ended up taking two years. So the first year of that, I was pregnant. The second year of that, I had a baby, like a newborn and then yeah. a one-year-old. And yeah, it 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 was, yeah, it was a big, a big season with a lot of changes and a lot of hard work, but um, we didn't have a kitchen for like six months. Um, <laughs> every we, we ripped out the kitchen prematurely and <laughs> didn't have anything to put back in. Um, but it was just, you know, taking those steps like, okay, Lord, thank you for this extra few hundred dollars to pay for this, you know, and just like one step at a time in the direction we felt like God was telling us to go. And so we did all those renovations ourselves. Um, while we were living there. And it was a really long process. There were many times we didn't think we would have enough money to finish a project or enough stamina to finish a project, just a lot of late nights. Um, but just knowing that God always provided, he was always faithful. And he had told us to take this step. Like it was just, it was a really big step of faith, you know, not knowing like how much this property would if it would even pay off in the long run, you know, um, we were just planning on like praying that we could make the mortgage and, and uh, maybe eventually pay back all the investments into it. But um, we just knew that like, this was an exciting thing that God, God gave us this opportunity that he would provide for it, even if it didn't look like it could be possible in the natural, like he, he brought this opportunity out of nowhere. Again, like that is a big theme in my life, I feel like is when I just kind of give it to him and I don't try to control it. I don't try to make it all happen myself, which I do a lot and <laughs> I'm working on that. But when I realized that I just need to give him control of the situation and give him whatever's burdening me, he works like he works in that situation. And there's just something really big about stepping out in faith when you don't have even one answer, you know, to how it's going to look or how it's going to work out. And he, he just shows up. And he works because he wants you to succeed and he wants you to trust in him. He wants you to see that he's a good father and that he wants your life to be full of his goodness. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a big step of faith for you guys. And now fast forward, it's like three years down the road. You're mm -hmm. kind of like on the other side. So, yeah. you know, a lot of times when we're in the middle of it, we don't have the benefit of seeing what happens in the future. But now can you kind of share, like, I mean, the Airbnb is being successful. Can you kind of share, like, yeah. from this point now? Yeah, so it's hugely successful. We were planning on hopefully making enough in the summer to cover the winter. But honestly, um, we've been doing it for about, it's been running and open for about a year and a half now. And it's been completely booked during that time. It's um, incredible. It's unheard of. Like, we've almost had 100% 
occupancy rate across that year and a half, which is unheard of. And it's just, yeah, it's amazing to just see the blessing of God on that. And it's a beautiful property, you know, but he, he is the one who has to bless that because that just doesn't happen, but it's been completely booked for over a year and a half, even during the winter, you know, people have been able to navigate that crazy steep driveway, you know, (laughs) get it cleared. And every time that we have needed something, for example, like we, we moved to Kansas just recently to go into full-time ministry. And I mean, that was a big step too, just in the uh, case of the Airbnb, because we didn't know like who was going to take care of it. And it's like every time we've needed someone to fill a role, because I did most of the cleaning, most of the property management, that kind of thing um, before we moved. But God just like put these amazing, incredible people right in our path a few months before we were going to move. And we didn't even know we were going to move yet because that was like a quick decision. And they take care of it like I would, you know, which is again, unheard of, you know, but they, they treat it as if it's their own project. And, um, he put those people right in our paths. They were started as our cleaners and it was just a really easy transition, um, into property management, which enabled us to move and follow God's next step for our lives. That's so awesome. So for people who have been listening and they're like, oh man, I have the desire to start an Airbnb. What would be maybe some of your top tips for somebody like that? Yeah. Awesome. I would say the main thing is do it because you're excited. Don't mm-hmm. do it for the money. The money will follow, but you will burn out if that's your motivation because things can come up. It can take so much longer than you think. And you want that. You want the passion to be behind your why you're doing it. You know, if you're going into this business or any business because you're passionate about it, you can't really lose because the end goal will be a beautiful product, happy guests, happy customers, not the money. So yeah, just going into it because it's exciting to you because it's something that you want to pursue, not because it's a business decision, you know, or for the money. The other thing I would say is definitely find a niche. So when you're looking at properties or even like renovating your own property that you already have, think about like a specific, unique niche. What makes you different from everyone else? That is going to take you really far um, when it comes to Airbnb because there's already a lot of properties out there and you want to think of a theme or something that like really sets you apart from every other rental. Another thing I would say is be the kind of host that you want. So think about your cozy, like ideal getaway and then create it. Like what would you want to see in a property that's like your dream vacation, your dream getaway? Um, Go above and beyond in every area you can. Do it right the first time. Because whenever we would try to like cut corners because of money, we would always end up redoing it anyway. And it, it always ends up paying off in the end when you just do it right the first time. One thing that I, I heard a lot when we were renovating and that it's turned out to be true is if you make your place nice, it'll attract nice guests. It might cost more up front, but it will pay off quickly because it will attract those nice guests when you make your place extra nice. And then when you get to the part where you're writing your listing, um, I would say set extremely realistic expectations. So the temptation is to like kind of hide the things that might not be ideal about your property, but you want to be upfront, as upfront as you can um, about those areas. So for example, our driveway is extremely steep. 
Um, it almost made us not want to buy the house just because of how steep it was. And this could scare away some potential guests, but I would much rather them know about this upfront and decide not to book because of it than to be surprised when they get there. And so realize that your place is not right for everyone. You want the right guests staying at your place. And if something is going to possibly scare them away or surprise them, you want them to know about that upfront. And if they book it anyway, great. You know, you want, you don't want everyone staying at your place. You want the right guests staying at your place. So that would be what I would say as advice for future hosts. Yeah, that's all really good advice. And you really did go above and beyond at the property. I got to stay there, guys. And there was so many like little amenities and just like little details that I was like, I was so impressed because I could tell that you just like paid attention to like all of like the little details and things that guests would want. So it made it like very special. Oh, thank um, you. And Sharon made an amazing video for our property. Uh, <laughs> thank it you. It's, it's beautiful. Thank you. So you kind of mentioned it. You have, you've had another recent, very big change in your life. Yes. You and your husband, you guys moved states and you guys uh, joined ministry and you're also pregnant with your second child yes. on the way. Can you share more with us about what that change has looked like and how you've navigated that. Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely still fairly new. We just moved in April of this year. Um, and it was a really fast change. Like we we got this opportunity. Someone called us over the phone and said, hey, you know, this church, one of our friends, you know, moved out to Kansas and started full-time ministry um, with the same ministry. And they gave us a call and said, this church is looking for a youth pastor and a worship leader. And we think you should consider it. You know, it was just kind of out of the blue. So we weren't really, you know, considering it at first. But I, if there's anything I've learned, it's that Micah and I must really like change because <laughs> we make a lot of big changes like all the time and, and we just kind of go for it. And so for a while, we just were like, no, we're not, we're not going to move to Kansas. Like we love Colorado, you know, this isn't even on our radar, but like, I just remember like actually driving up to the Airbnb one day to clean. And I just really was like, okay, Lord, like I'm going to give this something like I'm actually going to let myself consider this and pray about it and not just like assume that it's not for me because I don't want to move to Kansas. And I feel like he was just giving me a picture of like what it would look like for our family to be focused on him, to be focused on ministry, for my husband to finally be focused on what I know he's supposed to be doing. And that just like brought me so much peace. Um, and it might not be like <laughs> my ideal place to live, but the people are so amazing. Like our church is just incredible. And I just feel like in this whole process, God kept telling me like saying yes to this is not saying no to all of your other desires. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. You don't to navigate a big change. It's giving up that control. It's trusting that God wants the best for you. It's not leaning on your own understanding and it's realizing like you're not giving up everything else. God put those desires in your heart for a reason. And you can say yes to things that may not make sense, you know, in, in the now. And it's not saying no to everything else he's put inside of you. But yeah, I would just say like it's it's going well. You know, it's definitely a huge adjustment. Um, it's challenging for someone like me who likes to go, go, go. You know, it's definitely a very slow pace. And maybe that's a good thing, you know, slowing down, being still, focusing on the Lord. But when I'm going through a tough time, I feel like a scripture, I'm just going to like share a scripture that I go back to a lot. And it's actually Psalm 1. 
but it says blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man or woman who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit down to rest in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law, or his word, he habitually meditates day and night. And so the scripture is saying, if we do that, if we are in the word, if we are habitually, so it's we're making a habit out of filling ourselves up with the word, we will be like a tree firmly planted and fed by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither and whatever he does, he prospers and comes to maturity. And so like that verse, like I go back to it a lot because um, when I'm just feeling parched, when I'm feeling like I'm withering, it's a good reminder that, okay, I need to get back in the word. You know, I need to put my focus back on the vision that God's given me of who I am, who he is. If I'm getting discouraged. If I'm starting to take back that control and that anxiety, instead of giving it to him, I'm forgetting who he is. I'm forgetting that he put us here for a reason, that whatever change, whatever big thing we're navigating, no matter how challenging it is, he has good plans in that because he's good. And so I can choose to trust in him and not lean on my own understanding. And a big way to do that is just getting in the word, making it a habit. And if I do that, I will be like a tree, like a tree is strong, you know, and not only any tree, but a tree that's fed by living water and I'll yield fruit. I'll do what God called me to do. My leaves won't wither. I won't feel parched, you know, like I'm drained Um, and whatever I do will prosper. And so whatever God has called me to do, whatever I'm stepping out in faith to do, even if it feels impossible, it will prosper. It will come to maturity if I am reminding myself of who I am in Christ and who God is and just letting him have that, that control back, that anxiety, giving that to him and letting him fill me with his peace. Amen. That's a, that's a good word. And actually when you were talking, it kind of made me think of that scripture um, about Abraham in the Bible, where it kind of says that he, he like didn't look back you know, mm-hmm. he, God told him to go to a new land and he like, yeah. he didn't look back and he, um, he just kept moving forward. And so he, he wasn't tempted to return because he wasn't looking back at the past. And I think yeah. that's really important too. Sometimes when we're navigating big changes, it's like, you have to just keep moving forward and, yeah. and not look back. <laughs> uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think like overall is like the biggest thing that God has shown you about change? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, well, I, I'm definitely somebody who usually likes change, but when I don't <laughs> or when I'm struggling with it, you know, whether it's motherhood, whether it's starting a, a business, whether it's going into ministry, whether it's moving somewhere that you never thought you would live, it's just, it's important to realize that you don't have to accomplish everything today. I definitely feel like I'm a person who likes to be productive um, Mm -hmm. and accomplish things. You know, I like to check things off of my to-do list. Um, And especially like when it comes to motherhood, it can be so hard to see what you're accomplishing, the results on a daily basis. You don't see results for years and years sometimes, or you just see a tiny glimpse of something every once in a while. No no matter what God calls you to do, it's going to be a walk. It's going to be taking those steps in the direction of faithfulness. Um, 
even no matter how tiny they look, you're not going to accomplish everything in a day. That's really hard for me, but um, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But just again, believing that God wants you to succeed, keeping your focus on what he's called you to do on the vision he's given you. If you get your mind off of that vision, off of the thing that he has made you excited about, you know, you're going to get discouraged. You're going to feel like, what am I doing here? I'm not called, I'm not someone who's going to be a great mom. You know, what am I doing? You know, or what am I doing living with no mountains? You know, but it's not about all of those little things. It's not about the natural things that love to like creep in and give us that anxiety and that stress. It really is keeping our mind focused on the word, keeping our mind focused on the vision. Like what has God called us to do and who has he made us in that situation? Like who, you know, we can't do things on our own, but he's given us the grace to do it. And so our job is simply just to take those steps. Even if they're really tiny most days, we're not going to accomplish it all at once. We can take those steps in the direction of faithfulness, give him that worry and just watch him work through us know that he's like right there by our side. Um, One thing that especially like, I know we haven't talked about motherhood a lot in this podcast, but when it came to that first year, it was really hard for me. It was probably one of the hardest years of my life. I love my daughter more than anything, but there were a lot of challenges that I wasn't even foreseeing. And I felt myself, I noticed that like throughout the day, I would pray a lot, like God, give me strength. Help me right now. Like I can't do this. Give me strength. And one morning I was just sitting and reading the word And I came across the scripture that talks about Jesus literally interceding for us Mm. and how when we are like, it just gave me the picture that even when I'm doing the dishes, when I'm reading to my daughter, when I'm sitting there rocking her and she's screaming and doesn't want to go to sleep, he is right there with me. He is doing it with me. He's parenting with me. Like he cares about this child more, even more than I do. Or when I'm starting a business, he's right there with me. He is working through it with me. And he is literally interceding for me and praying for me to succeed. So not only is he giving me strength, but he wants me to succeed even more than I do. And he's interceding for that and praying for that. And that just really encouraged me. And so, yeah, just I think the main thing that was a long answer, but the main thing is just knowing who God is. And when you know who God is, you know his character, you know his love for you and his goodness. You can give up control. You can give up the worry and the anxiety because you know that he's going to take care of you and you know that even when a big change might feel scary he's Mm -hmm. right there with you in it and so you can trust him you can cast your burdens on him and he will replace that with his peace that's a super powerful word jesus is like right there with us in it yeah I would love, Emily, for all of the listeners, if you would just pray for them, for anyone who is maybe wanting to step out in faith, but they're a little scared, or maybe somebody who is going through a change right now and it's been a little hard, I would love if you would pray for them. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, Lord, I just thank you for everyone listening, for these precious women and maybe even men um, listening to this podcast today that might be going through a big change or they're waiting to see change in their lives and they don't know where it's going to come from. I just thank you for showing them um, your character and your goodness and just giving them such a deep revelation of the love that you have for them and how you see them and how you want them to succeed. Just bring them peace during this time and help them to keep their focus on you 
during any challenges that that come their way. And, and Lord, I just thank you for um, empowering them, giving them the grace that they need every single day um, as they go about their businesses, their jobs, their their dreams, fulfilling their dreams, and give them the courage to just step out in faith and to take that first step in whatever you've called them to do. But ultimately, Lord, just show them your goodness. Show them how good you are, um, that they can trust you and that you want to take their worry, you want to take their anxiety and replace it with your peace. We just thank you for that today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This conversation has really blessed me. Can you share with the listeners, Emily, uh, where they can find more about you and the Airbnb? Sure. Awesome. Um, so I don't really have any like website or anything, but if you want to follow more of our treehouse story and any future endeavors that we have, um, you can find us on Instagram and it's just treehouse cascade. And if you search that on Instagram, we would love for you to follow our journey. We have, you know, a lot on there about that and different videos of the process. So that'd be awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it was great. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you did two things. First, subscribe, and second, leave a rating and review. Subscribing makes it easy for you to know when new episodes are out, and giving a rating and review helps iTunes to suggest this podcast to other people who would also like it. Thank you so much. The show notes for today's episode are available on my blog at yourcreativeforce.com as well as other resources and inspiration to go after your dreams.